The comeback falls short as the Detroit Tigers drop their first of two games against the San Francisco Giants today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you are going to love this new app that is uh, sponsoring the show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information. It's a super cool thing. We'll do it during our first ad read. Uh, you're going to want to check out all of it. It's it's a great app. So we'll get to that uh, during the first ad break. But um, we are back. The Detroit Tigers are back playing baseball again. Uh, elephant in the room. No episode yesterday. And I sound like this. I think you can kind of put two and two together. If you're watching on new YouTube, I look like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's been a rough uh, rough last couple of days. I have um, the virus that that shall not be named, um, and yeah, it's not been very fun. Uh, it's kicking my my behind. Uh, there's going to be a lot of sniffles in this one. There's probably going to be some coughing. Uh, you might get lucky and get get some nose blowing. Uh, I, I don't know. My voice is shot, guys. Like it really is shot. But uh, I I. I basically the the dilemma in my head was is me being sick going to make the product so bad that it would be worse than not having an episode at all. Uh, so I'm going to try to record a show and uh, I guess I'm going to upload it. I mean, there's no way I'm going to do a whole show like this at 1:30 in the morning now while feeling like this and go through all this work and not upload it. But I, I hope that that handoff or that dilemma that I'm having is, uh, is, is certainly, um, that I, I chose correctly, I guess is my point. I, I hope that I, that I chose correctly and that, uh, the product is not just absolutely horrible. So I apologize for that. I really do. Like I said, uh, it's unavoidable. Um, but I really wanted to do a show. I can't stand not having a show after a weekday game being played. So here we are. Um, the Tigers lost three to four um, to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, th there's a there's a lot to talk about with this game. Um, I, I thought that it was it. First off, Tarek Scooble started. Anytime Scooby starts, it's going to be talked about stuff. Um, but I I think a couple of the bigger things was on the offensive end. I felt like there was actually a lot of performances offensively that um maybe not necessarily that they were noteworthy that are like talk about worthy right excuse me so i i think that there is there is some stuff to talk about but um obviously still in a loss uh, well we can start with the fact that this carlos rodon shove fest was like the most predictable we're apparently gonna score like i've ever seen in my life like outside of 
outside of maybe the the Yankees series. Um, I, I'm not sure there's been a more predictable. Like we are absolutely not scoring more than two runs in this uh, for as long as Rodon pitches, uh, and that is absolutely what happened. <clears throat> Six innings, seven hits, one earned run, zero walks, four Ks. Uh, his ERA in the year is now two six two. Rodon's a dog. And uh, we, we've obviously had to face him a lot over the years, being that he, he was with the White Sox and everything. Um, so it, this is a guy that we're used to watching, but not all these players necessarily are used to playing against. And even though, you know, we have, you know, haven't put up much of a fight against him, at least last season, especially he shoved last year. Um, so seeing an old friend in an, in an maybe old friend, old nemesis, maybe is the better word in a new uniform. And uh, pretty much a similar result as to what we're used to. So um, very, unfortunately, predictable. Now, the thing is, you did get seven hits off off dog, right? You got seven hits off of him. Um, but you're only able to muster one run. He, he didn't walk anybody. Uh, Leon at the end is like the only dude that, that was walking people. Besides that, it was pretty much just us getting a lot of hits. We out hit the Giants. We out we out hit them ten to seven. Like it wasn't even particularly close. Pretty comfortably out hit them. Uh, we also had one, two, three, four walks in this one. By the end of it, they had one, two, three, four, five walks. So we had two more base runners than them on the game. Uh, but three, what ten? And I said four walks. 14 base runners and only three runs is a little low. And even on their end, I mean, you know, 12 base runners and four runs, that that's not bad. But um, uh, really what it came down to, again, as we've talked about a lot, right, is the lack of extra base hits. And we had four doubles in this one. And that's it. No home runs. Four doubles, okay? All four doubles either directly led to scoring or were the most untimely doubles ever ever and led to nothing right we, we had we had doubles with two outs but we also had uh doubles that that either that that person ended up scoring or rbi doubles or or whatnot like the willie castro like jamer candelario ground rule double willie castro double like that that's two hits in a run right like that that's pretty close to best case scenario so it's it i i can't keep re-explaining this over and over again and i, and I don't think that people like aren't getting it or, or are rejecting this theory or whatever like I, I think we all very much understand uh but i just come on here and say the same thing every day every single day it's this team cannot hit, hit ball ball go far team go far that's how baseball is played in 2022 i'm sorry Ball go far, team go far. And the ball do not go far for the Detroit Tigers. So here we are. Really, really sad and, and unfortunate, to be honest with you. Um, so we're done. He, he looked great, though. I mean, he's a dog, and uh, he, he's got really, really good stuff. So uh, while this is a, a frustrating – the offense was very frustrating, and it was frustrating to watch for everybody, myself included. Uh, it's not like – like, I'm really scared for tomorrow, for today as you're listening to this. I am terrified that five and a half ERA and worse peripherals than Ronnie Garcia, Alex Wood is going to go out there and absolutely shove. I'm terrified. 
Like I, I, I there are a few things uh, that I'm that I'm more scared about right now than Alex Wood in Game Two of this series. So, some of the individual performances <clears throat> offensively, um, Robbie Grossman, I thought, look, man, like it really is just like at bat to at bat with him. His double was a great AB. His walk was a great AB. His two strikeouts were horrid. They were fastballs in the heart of the plate that he just swung under both times. Like it's it's beyond frustrating watching him at the dish right now. His OPS is now above six hundred. I guess that's great. Um, Javi goes one for five with a, a single that he tried to stretch into a double. I love the aggressiveness, but the the rest of the game was kind of back to swinging that sliders way out of the strike zone like he has been all year. He had a couple of really good takes that I was like, whoa, uh, but then he went right back to the slider, low and away nonsense. And so that's, well, you know, one for five. That's a 200 batting average, so not great. Um, Miguel Cabrera, the big fella forever, man. He, he is the most timely hitter I've ever seen. It's remarkable how he is just able – Anytime there's a runner on scoring position, it, it seems like even today, he's it's going to be a single because there's no power left in there. But he's going to find a way to, to to bring to bring dude home, and and he did again, and it's unbelievably impressive. Um, two for four, still a three hundred average, and an OPS over seven hundred. We will gladly take that from Miggy in twenty twenty two. Riley Green, we're going to save till after. Spencer Torkelson, we're going to save till after. Willie Castro, couple of nice knocks. The one double that he drove into the gap, too. Like, he he very clearly was, like, ready for fastball. Salda was not a, a straight fastball. Uh, gave it a little bit of time, sat on it, and, and then rocked it. It was a really, really impressive piece of hitting. Uh, he had a fantastic game. Jamer Candelario, two for three. It's the first time since he's come back from his injury where I've actually thought that he looked like comp- confident and comfortable at the dish. Um, Jonathan Scope, uh, it's unavoidable. Jonathan Scope has been not good. And like this isn't breaking news to anybody. He's got a 540 OPS and a sub 200 batting average. Um, but I mean, today was was oof remarkable like it, it was it was alarming how lost he looked at the plate it, it really was so um that was uh, a thing we're, we're going to talk about torque i know everybody's screaming through the thing like oh well torquilson was the same way we're going to get to him after the break uh then harold pinch hit and, and eric haas uh into the game defensively at the end and ended up getting an at bat <coughs> sorry i'm really i'm so sorry y'all um Barnhart goes over. His OPS is barely over 500. Um, so a lot of the same suspects that are doing well and the same suspects that are doing poorly. Like I said, we're going to talk about Riley and Torque after the break. First, though, I have got to tell y'all about the sports card investor thing I was telling y'all about in the intro. So they're they're fascinating. Uh, it's super cool. If you're a card junkie like I am, this is like the new up and coming like great app in that community. It's completely free. You can easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport. There's hundreds more added each week. You can check the latest values of your favorite cards with seven day or 30 day charts. You find the best prices and buy directly through the app with their eBay deals feature. So it's it's actually crazy cool. They they gave us like a whole crash course crash course of the app. I have the app now. Um, 
you, you basically you go through and it tells you like based on like trends what cards are hot right now and what cards are are low right now and you kind of treat it i don't want to say like the stock market because that's a little too like overused of an analogy but um it, it is it's crazy cool it really is and then there's a little arrow that says like how you know how many people are buying it how many spots up it is like in, there's a trending card section like on twitter like it, it's really really cool if you're if you're big into in a whether it's buying cards just to have whether you're into flipping them buying and selling whatever like I, i'm deep into the into that like especially with baseball cards but they do it for all sports. It's really, really cool. So uh, they, they have breakout stars, prospects that are debuting. You know, you can find the value for great deals. We've seen, you know, Riley Green's up now. Adley Rutschman starting to get find his stroke at the major league level. Like, there's so many cool. And they also have, like, old players, you know. Uh, there, there's people from from times past. And, and it, it's just – it's really, really well put together. It's really practical. And it's awesome. So uh, I, I highly recommend it. Like I said, I have it myself now. It's a, uh, it's a very cool. I, I don't even, like, I, I don't know how people think of stuff like this, to be honest with you. Like, that's the first thing I'm like, where was this? Like when I was growing up, I would have bankrupt my parents, but uh, download the sports card investor app today. It's available for free in the Google play and Apple stores, or go to sportsinvestor.com backslash locked on. All right, everybody, welcome back to our second segment of Locked on Tigers. I feel like I'm talking in a library. Like, I feel like you're listening to this and it's like, like soothing. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not trying to put you all to sleep. I'm really sorry if you're on like your way to work and you're like, holy cow, I can't take my, I can't keep my eyes open. Um, this is just like, this is as loud as I can get. This is as like not this is the best I can do. It's it's actually way worse than this even. But I'm like trying to to fake it till I make it uh, for for half an hour at almost two o'clock in the morning now. So uh, some of the offensive performances I wanted to highlight. Riley Green looks absolutely unbelievable at the plate. It is it. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna end on good news. Spencer Torkelson looks lost. Um. It's not even honestly. It's not even that he looks looks lost because that that's that's actually wrong. Forget I just said that. He 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 knows what he wants to swing at, and the pitches that he's choosing to swing at, by and large, is the right call. He's still drawing walks. He's still spitting on balls out of the zone. I would like him to be a little more aggressive for sure, but like, but in general, as majority. I'm pretty okay with his pitch selection and what, well, the pitch selection that he's choosing to swing on, I'm pretty okay with. There is something, and it's been, the stat has, the stats, plural, are getting put out there by a lot more people. Uh, they're, they're pretty easy to find on the Twitter sphere at this point. His numbers on balls literally right down the middle. Like when you break the strike zone into nine squares, five literally hard of the play right down the middle, his numbers are putrid. And currently, according to, to F4, he's one of the worst players in the entire game of baseball. 
and it's all because of hitting. And, you know, he's a first baseman, so he doesn't get a positional adjustment like boost just for being a shortstop or whatever. He's a first baseman. He gets hit heavy in that department, and he's not hitting at all. So really, really rough season for Torque. And, and again, I'm not telling you something you, you don't already know. Um, it, it's just it's remarkable his inability to hit literally like 92 down the pipe. And it's just a pop-up. It's a guaranteed pop-up. And so I'm, I'm, look, I still fully think Spencer Torkelson is going to be absolutely fantastic. And I I think that he's going to be a middle of the lineup threat bat for the Detroit Tigers for hopefully a long time. But in 2022, something's not working. And where do you go from here? That's the question. Like, where do you go from here? How? So, just got like a weird pain in my head. It's been a rough one. Um, like, where, what do you what do you do? And like, uh, you know, the first thing is like, well, obviously you sent him to AAA. After May, I was anti sending him to AAA. We talked about it on the show. I was like, mm, he, he's he's struggling, but he's not like the worst hitter I've ever seen in my life at the major league level. I think he just needs to get major league timing down, right? In June, that's changed because he has plummeted. He was already struggling in April and May and already had an OPS plus that was well below 100. It's like catastrophic in June. I, I mean, that like we are getting into the conversation of like some of the worst per month numbers in the entire game of baseball and we already talked about his season numbers are some of the worst in the entire game of baseball so at what point do you pull the plug and you just set him back down to triple a get his timing back and then bring him back up um i don't know but this game this game on on tuesday night was some of the most just like hopeless at bats I think I've ever seen from him it truly was remarkable how like every time he went up there nobody in the arena himself included in my opinion had any confidence that he was going to do anything in in the box it's some of the the lowest um that I've seen him and it wasn't it wasn't like he went over three with three k's or over four with four k's or whatever but um, like he, like he had one strikeout and he had a walk in this game, which has never been a problem. His walk numbers are good because again, what he, ch- he knows what he should be hitting. He's just not hitting it, which is the frustrating part. It's not like he's swinging at balls three feet out of the zone and taking, you know, fastballs down the middle or anything. It's just like, golly, um, I mean, his on-base percentage is almost a hundred points higher than his average. That's good. But he also has a 290 slugging percentage. That's brutal. So I I I'm not saying that I necessarily still even like fully think that just sending him to AAA is gonna fix everything. Um it might, but at this point it's unavoidable to not talk about it. And it's unavoidable to where if it happens, no one has any right, myself included, to be like, oh, that's the wrong call. It's impossible 
to just say that. It's impossible to to completely blindly say, oh, no, he needs to stay at the major league level no matter what. I still don't think if I was in charge that I would necessarily, but if they do it, that's a decision I would support at the same time. Does that make sense, the difference between those two things? Just because it's not what I would do doesn't mean that I don't understand the logic and think that it, it could be the right decision. And people that get paid to make those decisions probably make better decisions than I do because I get paid to talk about the people that make those decisions. I almost just ran myself out of breath. Hopefully that whole spiel made sense. Riley Green is absolutely incredible, though. And we're going to say this before we uh, before we start talking about Tarek here in the final segment. Um, Riley Green has, has been has been unbelievable since he got called up. And in this game, there's a legitimate argument that he took the four best at-bats of the night. Mm, three of the four best at-bats of the night. The strikeout, eh, sure. We'll, 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 we'll kick that one to the curb. The other three at-bats, the, the, the two hits and the walk, those legitimately may have been the three most impressive at-bats from the Detroit Tigers team in the entire night. Or at least three of what? The top five? Maybe you want to put Miggy's RBI. <coughs> Golly. In there. Maybe what? Maybe you want to put Jamer. No, I mean, Jamer's RBI. It was a nice hit, but full at-bat. Like first pitch to final pitch. He's just unbelievably impressive. I'm not just going to think out loud and think about where to rank his at-bats in this game. But it's a conversation, and that's all that matters. <coughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. Okay. Let's get into Tarek and then wrap this up so I can take a shower and go to bed. Uh, first, though, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at Blue Nile. They're the original online jewelers. We talked about them before. We're going to keep talking about them. They do great work, and there's really the biggest thing is that there's two parts to a lot of jewelry, and that's popping the question or uh, celebrating a milestone, whatever. You find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. They have simple online tools that let you choose the diamond's shape, size, clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring each ring is one of a kind if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing blue nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7 they're available via phone chat etc they help you find memorable gift at every budget make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Tigers listeners are getting $50 off of purchases, $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagements. So use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order issued, every order is insured. Not sure I got issued from. Uh, insured. It ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So you can shop completely stress-free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. Also got to tell y'all about our friends over at rockauto.com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their warehouse that are orders parts on their computer that their warehouse happens to carry. 
just doesn't make sense. You have computers, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go explore the DZU's website today. Find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we send you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right. We're back for our third and final segment. I want to apologize to our sponsors too, because there's no way that those weren't absolutely butchered. Um, but here we are. The show has to go on. Like I said, I, I, I can't stand not doing it two days in a row, period. And, and I really can't after we play one of the games. Uh, so I, it's why, it's why, it's my job. So here we are. Um, okay. Tarek Scooble. We'll end on that. Um, the first, geez, uh, the first three innings were not great. The last one and a third, one and two thirds, rather, I thought were solid. Um, the command is just not there. It's completely gone. The command on there, there's two <coughs> individual things that his command is completely shot on. And next time he starts, watch for it. Okay, because it's been the thing for the last five starts that he's consistently losing command on. <clears throat> it is the slider, period, especially, <coughs> golly, especially on Tuesday night. Especially on Tuesday night. The slider, no bueno, no bueno. Uh, the other one that has consistently been for the last, like, at least Four of the last five starts off the top of my head. Glove side fastballs. No command. No ability to go glove side with the heater. Uh, Catcher glove side. Just no ability to go inside to righties. No ability to go away from lefties. As a lefty, you need to be able to go away from lefties. Lefties struggle with away from lefties. That's like their thing. Unless you're Riley Green and you're just unbelievable. So that's a huge problem when those two things and his changeup command in this one, he tried to throw a changeup a couple of times, smoked. Uh, it, it really was. Uh, the first three innings were rough. They, they were really rough. Um, I thought the last inning in two thirds was actually not bad and had some pretty competitive pitches, had some strikeouts. He found a lot of success. He realized that he couldn't pinpoint anything on the inside to righties because of that glove side fastball command. Uh, so he just started going up with it. He was like, screw it. It doesn't really matter. I don't have to pinpoint anything. If it's just above the letters, that's like enough of a tease where batters are going to swing and, and try and chase it up. And I don't need it to be in a certain spot up. I just need it to be up. So he just went to that and it worked. And he got a lot of strikeouts on it, actually. And it ended this game four and two thirds, four hits, three runs, four walks, and five Ks. Four walks and four and two thirds is brutal. It's off brand for Scooble, and it's brutal for anybody to take them out and, and do that. So um, I will say I really agree and appreciate the decision by Hinch to put him out there for the fifth. Um, and I completely agree with the decision to pull him after the walk. 
Now, Willie Peralta then went in and proceeded to also have zero command uh, of anything. <coughs> and he was able to not, you know, draw walks, which I guess is something. But as a whole, brutal, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that it was the wrong decision to pull Scooble. That's like not how any of this works. Just because Tarek Scooble got pulled and then the person that went in for him just completely imploded doesn't mean that the decision to pull Scooble, those are not correlated to each other. Um, right decision to pull Scooble, whether it was the wrong person to put in the game, whether Willie just, he honestly, his last three or four outings, I have not been very impressed with Willie Peralta. Still had two strikeouts in this one, got out of it, which is great. <laughs> but um, yeah, command for him too lately been pretty rough uh andrew chafin goes in walks the leadoff hitter then gets out of it no problems really and then joe jimenez continues to look incredible i know two of his outs were kind of decently hard hit balls to left field but uh still three up three down he's been an absolute machine as of late um really most of the season so i guess the only thing we'll end on is just with scooble it really is just the command that's like it like the stuff is still playing. The stuff does still play. He still has a very high ceiling. I mean, 13 whiffs and four and two thirds ain't bad, right? 13 whiffs and 108 pitches. That That's not anything to scoff at. The CSW percentage was 32%. That's like good. That's not even just like uh, solid. That's really good for a 108 pitch outing. Almost one of every three pitches was a called strike or a swinging strike. The average exit velocity was 88.3 miles an hour. That's not horrific. That's not that bad. A little high, but it's not terrible. That like the, the, the peripherals for this outing aren't catastrophic or oh, like he's lost it or oh, this sucks. Like the stuff still plays. It's just his command lately has just really struggled. And that's why. The usage on the slider, you know, we saw at times this season where the slider was being thrown more than any other pitch comfortably. Now it's right in there, kind of in the two or three range. All comes down to command. All comes down to command. I think that's all I want to talk about. Uh, I think that's all I maybe physically can talk about. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you guys for putting up with me. I'm, I'm very, very sorry. Like I said, um, unavoidable, really, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and hopefully today and yesterday we're the peak of it and it's starting to get better and I won't have me sniffling in your ear and coughing and everything for, for the foreseeable future. I'm hoping that it's starting to get better from here on out, but um, I promise it has not been enjoyable for me. So I, I apologize that it's uh, that, that unfortunately I'm in a position where when it's not enjoyable for me, it's not enjoyable for you. So I am very sorry. Hope, uh, ho- hope, hope I didn't ruin a morning, um and uh yeah tigers tomorrow today as you're listening to this just don't get pieced up by alex wood man that's all i'm asking i'm not even begging for a win i i just just don't get embarrassed by alex wood put up five six runs off their starter for the love of everything golly all right
I'm taking a shower and going to bed. Uh, love y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Like I said, I apologize yet again. And hopefully tomorrow we'll be we'll be feeling a little bit better. Hopefully. Uh, regardless, we'll be back then. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope, and I'll catch y'all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.